0: Welcome to the Podium Podcast. I am your host, Mark Goodrum. And today, our guest is Neil Weinberg. He is a musician here in New Mexico. And welcome to the podium, Neil. How you doing? Uh, thank you, Mark. I'm doing pretty good t- today. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, let's get right into it and talk about um, what instrument did you start your journey with music on? And how did you get into music when way back in the day? Um, well, I always
1: wanted to play the trombone. And, uh, I think that's because it's, uh, the, the funny instrument.
0: Uh,
1: (laughs) It's the instruments that clowns play in a, in a circus. And, uh, you know, kids, if you're playing trombone around kids, um, And by that, I mean, little boys, they always want to reach out and grab the slide. And, you know, there's the other instruments just aren't fun like that.
0: Well, it was on Three Stooges, too. Do you remember those days?
1: Yes. Right. (laughs) At least I think Curly had the
0: trombone. (laughs) So um,
1: in elementary school, uh, in fourth grade, I was nine years old. Uh, And bear in mind, this is... uh, Back when Fidel Castro had just come to power and uh, <laughs> Hawaii became the 50th state. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I was interested in playing trombone. My older brother, who was musically inclined, uh, declared that I was too small to play, to be able to get the slide all the way out. Oh, wow. um, But my brother also happened to be an alto sax player, so uh, (laughs) you you can't trust his opinion, right? (laughs) He played the right instrument, Neil. (laughs) So a woman named Mrs. Vanderslice was the itinerant music teacher. Oh, wow. um, And she tested all the students who were interested in band to see which ones they were more suited to. Mm. And she pegged me as a trombone player. Um, Okay. She... She taught me to tie a string around my little finger on the hand that moves the slide, uh, and in that way, I was able to reach seventh position, which is the farthest one out and I used that string and for a, a year or, or so until i was my arm was long enough to to reach it on my own. Wow,
0: oh, it... now you you said you were in school what made you at nine years old did you have music in the house at home and your brother played sax so yeah, yeah parents- there, was,
1: there was music in the in the home um i have two older brothers and they both played um mm-hmm. and one went on to to uh continue to play sax and was in uh the the navy the u.s navy music program oh wow so i was I felt like as the, as the baby brother that there was a, just a natural progression that uh, at some point I would be able to start playing an instrument and uh, it it was fortunate that the schools had a good or at least had a music program that offered me that opportunity to start
0: right right now, did you continue in band throughout high school and uh, yes, I continued in band uh, through high school,
1: um, college. Um, there was only a little band in college, but I I played uh, for another couple of years in in college, uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, kind of dropped out of it in my you know early twenties. So I was sure. busy trying to get a pro a profession career going and yeah. Um, The instruments fell by the wayside, and I dropped out for seven or eight years.
0: See, now, that has been my experience in talking to people that life gets in the way. And it sort of was a motivation for me to start this podcast because I I think it's a normal progression where life gets in the way, but we navigate back to it and what is it what is it about your instrument the sound music itself of course that brought you back to do it again um well
1: after not playing for for several years 8 or 9 mm-hmm. um at that time I was self-employed and I was uh working alone a lot, and I was looking for some sort of new recreation. So I'm going, hmm, <laughs> you know, what what would get me out of the house and be creative and uh, might have a social aspect to it? Right. Um, and it's just like, bing. Oh, okay, uh, start playing trombone again. Uh, find a band to play with and and get out there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now you mentioned the word creative and you definitely have a, a element of that in your, in your DNA. Um, you've been doing, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but this might be a nice time to do it. You've, you've been doing some YouTube videos mm-hmm. of um well, can you explain that for us?
1: Well, yeah, this is something that started during the COVID pandemic and um, you know, we were, Essentially locked down in our in our homes, and uh, the band programs that I was participating in were, were all suspended um, because you couldn't be uh, around people, and especially not blowing um, water droplets through the end of a brass instrument.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: I have a grand nephew uh, who's a a very accomplished a guitar player and trumpet player uh, and music student. And I had seen a couple of uh, videos that he put up on YouTube where it was multiple versions of himself uh, playing together. Right. And I thought that they were really cool. Well done. Uh, so I contacted him and I asked him what uh, program he was using to do that. Um, and right. uh, at the time it was a, um, a phone app uh, called Acapella. Right. And so, th- just using my iPhone and uh, experimenting around, I was able to take some of the um, quintet songs that I have from my own music group uh, and uh, add layers of myself playing the same song at the same time in different parts to create these videos.
0: Well, <laughs> Yeah, let's take a listen to one. Can you set this one up a little bit for us? Uh, Okay, this is this is a um, Billy Preston song called
1: "Nothing from Nothing." Okay, and maybe it's called "Nothing from Nothing Leaf (laughs) Nothing." I don't. But anyway, uh, it's mostly a piano tune, so it's got it's very noty, and uh, uh, I had to really work the timing on this one carefully.
0: So for our listeners um, that, that are listening, what we see right now are uh, multi-frames um, of you, right, Neil? Yes. yes. And, I, and you're in doing this in harmony. That's right.
1: Okay. That's right. See. I'm playing uh, five different parts together.
0: Okay. Let's take a listen here. Let's see.
1: puh <laughs> puh
0: That is really, and how long did it take you to do that? Well, I had to
1: um, rearrange parts uh, so that it, I was capable of playing each each of the parts. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was some arranging involved up up front, um, and then uh, when I, once I started the recording process, I I think over a period of a few days it probably took. I don't know six or eight hours at least of recording time, um, right. and then a, and then a lot more editing time in Da, da Vinci Resolve, which uh, you told me about, uh-huh. um, and it, and it's really enjoyable to just sort of you know, precisely put the parts together. Um, sure, but uh, the timing's got to be perfect when you're doing the recording, or it doesn't work. <laughs>
0: So that, that takes me back to um, the music aspect of it, that to go through all of that intricate um, editing and putting all that together, you must love music. It's in your DNA. It's obviously in your family. Talk to those um, listeners right now that maybe they've wanted to play, especially older seniors. Um, Mm -hmm. that have a fear, um, maybe just hesitating about uh, whether or not they should, uh, you know, go ahead and um, dive into this after not playing for a while, or maybe not even playing.
1: Well, I I would definitely encourage anyone who maybe used to play, start with that. Um, Everybody's got a story about that. They'll say, well, I used to play trombone and middle school and uh yeah. yeah i i haven't played since then so you know they'll have you, you fill in the number of years but you know right. it's 26 years they haven't played in 49 years right um, so if you did once play uh i think first of all i would encourage you that um it'll come back to you uh like riding a bike right um and then uh, you know you might be an older person okay. who's uh, not as mobile as you once were and there's a there's quite a few things that you used to do when you were young that are difficult to do when you're older and to sit in a, in with a band like the New horizons band where, where it's a, a lot like the setting of a high school yeah. or middle school band yeah. uh, there you are you're you're doing something that you did as a as a teenager right, um,
0: right,
1: and you know, it's not exactly the same of course, but it's reliving something you did in your youth. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What type of music do you like playing and listening to?
1: Um, well, my favorite, my favorite genre of music is Motown because that was just <laughs> my, that was my coming of age music. Right. Uh, you know, dance parties in the recreation room at friends. Um I have uh, uh, my own group uh, called Ambush Brass, which is primarily a a trombone group. Um, We play, we really uh, play anything that resonates uh, well in a a group of trombones or lower brass instruments. Right. Um, So that includes uh, Renaissance choral music, other classical pieces, ragtime, mm-hmm. swing, uh, rock oldies, marches, show tunes. Oh, cool. It runs the whole gamut, and you know, a, a lot of it is driven by what source I can find sources for. Because right. I'm not a I'm not a music writer. I'm an arranger.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about the the lower lower brass the the lower voices in yeah because <laughs> um you know uh i i play sax we're in the double reed area middle voices but you know that lower brass tuba bass the trombone you have to have that lower brass uh to make it all work and um would there be another instrument that you would go to or like to learn, or you just found it and stuck with that trombone? Well, I've got, yeah, I,
1: I've, <laughs> I've, I've stuck with trombone and I, I also play euphonium, which is sort sure. of a yeah. brother or sister instrument to the trombone, it's the same range,
0: right.
1: same mouthpiece size. So it's easy to switch back and forth um, or especially to go from playing the slide to two valves because uh, the valve using valves is actually a lot simpler right. um, i um I've wrestled with this because uh, i've there's times when I've thought it would be fun to switch to something entirely different, like mm-hmm. violin or cello yeah <laughs> and and really challenge myself that way sure um but as as the years go by and I think about maybe doing that, I get more arthritis in my fingers. And <laughs> <laughs> I uh, start to doubt whether I would be able to do that. And I, I probably shouldn't have that as a hurdle, but that's, that's how I see it at this point. But one of the nice, another additional nice thing about the trombone is that you're, uh, it's sort of just gross motor movement of the right hand for the slide in and out. So if your fingers aren't working quite right, it doesn't, it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, two two things I want to add on that though. Um, that kind of uh, thinking that you have, and I have to admit myself too, with violin, I've had that feeling with guitar. I've always wanted to try to, you know, pick up the guitar and and give it a try, and I did at one point, but life got in the way. But I I think that's what others that may be listening to this podcast may feel about music in general. I have a buddy of mine here in New Mexico that he bought a piano and he just started to play a little bit but then you know let it go. But there is a, a an element of commitment and then it makes it even difficult if you have you get older and you have this physical barrier in front like you said with arthritis yes,
1: and things there like can that. be some physical barriers yeah. right
0: yeah now with the um uh, gross motor skills you were talking about with the trombone but i'll tell you neil you you've got to have as you know that ear for for the trombone talk a little bit about that
1: well um yeah the trombone is 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 different from all of the other wind instruments Uh, you don't just have a button to press or a key (laughs) or a valve uh, Mm -hmm. to get the at least the beginning of the correctly tuned note Um, Mm -hmm. it's more like a violin in that there's a continuum of of tuning up and down the slide that you can take advantage of so Mm -hmm. um, you you can just as easily get it wrong as get it right and that's (laughs) you, you have to be able to hear whether you're playing in tune Right. And I've so far, um, even though my hearing um in conversation and other activities is not what it once was,
0: right.
1: Uh the my ability to play in tune, I think still is still present. So right, I'm, right. I'm happy that's <laughs> that's one of the things <laughs> I haven't lost as I've grown older.
0: Right, right. Well that leads to the motto of the New Horizon band and which is your best is enough, you know? Mm-hmm. And that is that as we've gotten older with the dexterity, the hearing, or in some cases, for example, percussion, gross motor skills there, um, again, may not be moving as the way it used to be back in the marching day times and so forth. But, uh, and so let's, let's close up here with your thoughts about, the emotional connection with music. You talked mm. about briefly with that, with Motown, and I I'm feeling you on that because <laughs> uh, although you, you're a little ahead of me, I mean I grew up with Temptations and and um, Jackson Five, you know, mm-hmm. that, but also a little bit of jazz, a lot of jazz with uh, uh, Duke Ellington, and my dad was in jazz. So yeah, talk a little bit about the that emotional connection because we're going to have on the podcast in the future people that don't play but listen that mm-hmm. and of course that's just as important as the playing you know um, sure what do you think about the emotional aspect of the, of the music
1: well um when i'm playing by myself practicing at home i i've never been one to do a lot of noodling around by myself um mm-hmm. My, when I'm practicing at home, my main purpose is to learn some difficult passages and uh, generally just keep in condition. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm not sure there's an a, emotional attachment there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but when you are playing with a group, that changes. Right. Um, and, you know, particularly with uh, New Horizons, I, you know, I get this sense that uh, everybody in, in the group, is really trying hard to achieve a common goal and right, right. Any skill level they may have lost over the years is is uh, is accounted for by their uh, their eagerness to do it right sure. um, and, and sort of uh, hold up their end of, of the bargain sure. in the whole group. And, and I just get this sense that everyone's really, Working hard to get it right, right. Um, in rehearsal, uh, and when we were are doing a, a concert, mm-hmm. um, and there's 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 just so many abilities that have to come into play when you're when you're in a group. Um, you're you're breathing. Uh, you're you're thinking about or listening for tuning. Um, there's social cues like the body language of the director and the body language of the people in your section. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, when, when do we start? When do we stop? (laughs)
0: Lost
1: count, help me out here. You're, you're using math to divide time into different sections. You know, I think Mm -hmm. it just really activates all a, a lot of um, abilities, uh, parts of your brain, you might say. Right. Um, so I'm, I don't know. If, I'm
0: not so sure that's emotional, but yeah, it's definitely you know it's experiential for sure. Absolutely, and yeah, I do think it's emotional, but all of that. And by the way, like you said, that's all taking place within milliseconds. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also. With the audience, you, you're all we are all connected when we're doing a performance, including the audience, with this ca- kind of like ambiance, uh, this dome around all of us, feeling whatever is producing, uh, through these vibrations, you know, yeah. and it's a wonderful experience. And, um, and it's, it's, I get a blast sitting in front of the lower brass all the time in rehearsals and (laughs) that's because we're the clowns (laughs) (laughs) well you said that i didn't but okay i I own up to it yeah but we're just having a great time with it hey you know i want to thank you so much um for taking the time uh we do appreciate you uh this is early in our journey with this podcast and uh, you stepped stepped up right away and said, "Hey, yeah, we'd love to do it." And I, I really appreciate that, Neil. You you taking the time. I was I'm glad to help
1: out. It's been fun to talk about this.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I hope uh, our listeners will enjoy it, and we will um, maybe you know inspire someone to pick up that trombone, or sax, or piano, or violin, or sing. Yeah. And, um, and move forward with it. It's definitely um, something that is uh, uh, beneficial to the health as we go forward.
1: Yes, it is.
0: Yeah. Mental and physical. Absolutely. Good way hey. to, to end this uh, discussion. Well, I want to thank you so much and thank the listeners for uh, uh, downloading and listening to this episode. We do appreciate it. And until next time, play all the right notes.